0: Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you in part by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash SGP gets you $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is your home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win a million dollars. That's right, a million bucks. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's
1: your host, T.J. Reed.
0: Indeed, we rock along on the latest edition of the only digital radio show that focuses in constantly on the lesser thought of, the little guy, usually the road team, who's given him a chance to win. Uh, Who's given them a chance to cover more specifically? It is Three Dog Thursday. Great to have you with us wherever and however you found us through the Sports Gambling Podcast, their network fleet of shows. Uh, whether it is sportsgamblingpodcast.com, a social media link. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. It comes automatically to you on Thursdays when it's out on 3-Dog Thursday. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, etc. Straight ahead, our senior handicapper, Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com. Brian Edwards is back with me. Look forward to talking with him in a couple of moments on the NBA, the play-in games, the NBA playoffs that are coming up we got to clear up the whole convoluted play-in thing for the 7 against the 8 and the 9 against the 10 and how they plug into the Eastern Conference and Western Conference playoffs in the NBA. It's never too soon to be talking college football, and Brian has actually laid out on MajorWager.com some early season games of the year and some line plays, etc. Never too soon to talk about that. And we'll also get more into the NBA much later on in the show with Brian on a team from the Eastern Conference or a team from the Western Conference as we begin the playoff series this weekend, depending on when you're hearing us. The best of sevens are all going on this weekend. Whom might be the doggie that could pull the upset, the team that is seated, let's say, six, seven, or eight depending on who it is, that could still win a best-of-seven series. Brian will have all of that in a few moments. We've got much more on the PGA Championship and a lot more uh, coming up on Three Dog Thursday as well. And I even I, I have other stuff that the, the Stanley Cup playoffs are going on. I'm here in Tampa Bay where the Tampa Bay Lightning have gotten off to a two-games-to-none lead on the Uh, Cross-state rival, are they really the rival, the Florida Panthers, when the Lightning win all the time and the Panthers don't win in the postseason ever? Like as in the Florida Panthers have not won a postseason series in the last 25 years. And the Lightning now lead them two games to none. So it's not really a rivalry. It's the first time they've ever met in the playoffs. But the Lightning have two Stanley Cups. The Lightning have 18 postseason series wins Including the Stanley Cup four postseason series wins last year during the uh, the COVID nineteen Stanley Cup. So anyway, the hockey is going on. We got baseball with no hitters galore. We had another a uh, no hitter last night. Uh, the the latest no hitter again of the Seattle Mariners uh, happening when, when a pitcher uh, for the Detroit Tigers Spencer Turnbull became the fifth the fifth major league pitcher already to throw a no hitter this season. It's, uh, it's a wacky sports year with the basketball playoffs going on, with the tainted Kentucky Derby and the in uh, the horse racing. You name it, we're, we're here to cover all of it. And what better way to bring on Senior Handicapper, Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com. Brian Edwards is with me. Uh, good to have you, my friend. We're going to cover a lot on the hoops. We're going to cover a lot on the college football. Can't talk enough about that. Did you know? Do you know the last time there were five no-hitters in Major League Baseball before July 1st? Do you have any guests? Whatsoever, when the last time that happened? Wait, I, uh, I'll you give you a hint. It's been a while. It's been a while, right? Five no hitters before July 1st. Do you have a guess? It's been a long time. I
2: thought seven was the most in the modern era, and it's only May 19th, huh?
0: It's only May 19th. 1917, the dead ball era, like Babe Ruth pitching, is the last time there were five no hitters in the big leagues before July 1st, and this is before June the 1st. That's how crazy it is. And how about Mark Turnbull, who is a former Alabama Crimson Tide college pitcher, Roll tied in the SEC. Mark Turnbull who had a 3 and 17 record last year. It just shows you wow. Brian Edwards on any given night you can put it together and he put it together and threw a no-hitter and the Seattle Mariners have now been no-hit twice in the month of May. How about that? Uh so incredible. That- what a stat! Back
2: when I covered back when I covered baseball, if you went three and seventeen, <laughs> uh, you weren't in the rotation the next year. You might not even be in AAA the next
0: year. You might even even have a job. You're right, but uh, but Turnbull <laughs> has come back from that, has pitched a little better, obviously this season, and put it together on one given night on uh, on May the eighteenth of uh, of twenty twenty one. Incredible! What's going on in baseball? We have the tainted. Uh, Triple Crown, where they uh, they had the winning horse, Medina Spirit, that ran in the Preakness, despite all the controversy, didn't win the race, and now Bob Baffert and the horse are banned from the Belmont Stakes, and, uh, and, and there's great debate about whether Bob Baffert may be looking at a lifetime ban for all the drug uh, problems with his horses, so we've got that craziness going on, craziness all over the place. Uh, Let's get into the NBA, and and let me say up front that I I did my best to try to explain the play-in situation, and I haven't been explaining it correctly, but we're going to clear it up now. So the NBA has done the Eastern Conference play-in on Tuesday night. At the time that Brian and I are taping the Western Conference Part 2 of the play-in is going on tonight. Here's what we know. We know that the Boston Celtics won the 7-8 game, so they are now inserted into the Eastern Conference playoffs as the 7 seed by virtue of that win, and they are playing the Brooklyn Nets. We know because the Wizards, who just laid an egg uh, in their opening game at Boston, they're still alive as the eight seed, and they are now hosting the Indiana Pacers, the nine seed. That game is coming here on Three Dog Thursday as we release the podcast, and the winner will now play top seed Philadelphia. Indiana just bombed the Charlotte Hornets. Their reward is they now get to go play Washington. And so there's also the same thing going on in the Western Conference, which we'll get to in a couple of moments. But, Brian, first to you here on the NBA as uh, this this whole play-in thing got underway. The Celtics took care of business, and uh, so did Indiana on Tuesday night, setting up Thursday night where Indiana will now play at Washington. What are your thoughts here, having watched the Eastern Conference, that we know the results of?
2: Oh man, Jason Tatum's gonna have to go off for a bunch of, a lot more 50 burgers if uh, Boston's gonna have a shot against Brooklyn without Jalen Brown. But he went off for a 50 burger last night and that sank the Wizards. But I, I do like the Wizards uh, in bounce back mode minus three on Thursday night against Indiana, which uh, got Malcolm Brogdon back, who had missed, uh, I want to say he had been out like 10 games. And he's been averaging over 21 points a game this year, so that was big for them to get him back. But at the same time, they got the bad news on Karis LeVert with the health and safety protocols, so they'll be without him. That 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 really stinks uh, for Indiana. But I'll take advantage and go Washington uh, minus three tomorrow night. And as I'm saying that, I forget I'm always supposed to be talking about underdogs. About
0: well, I might like percent. the Indiana Pacers as the doggy there because Washington and Russell Westbrook. Uh, they didn't look good for a lot of that game uh, against the against the Boston Celtics. And NBA, Indiana might be able to hop in to D.C. and sneak out a win. And again, the winner of this play-in will play the top-seeded Sixers. That brings up another stat. You love my stats on Three Dog Thursday. The Charlotte Hornets were the significant underdog in the 9-10 game. They had lost, I believe, six games in a row to end the regular season and yet still got to play in a play-in playoff game in the Eastern Conference with that loss, the Charlotte Hornets have now completed as either the Charlotte Hornets or the New Orleans Hornets and now back to the Charlotte Hornet, the Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte franchise has now completed 32 seasons of play. And they will once again go without winning a seven-game series. They've never won a seven-game series. The only two series that they've won in their histories were uh, best-of-fives previously. One year, Alonzo Mourning and the, and the Charlotte Hornets beat Larry Bird and the Boston Celtics in a best-of-five how about and that one, lost. Brian Edwards? They've never won Charlotte as the Hornets. The Hornets franchise has never won a best of seven playoff series. That's amazing.
2: Then they then they lost to the Knicks with LJ and uh Oakley and company. Ewing. That that yeah, that Charlotte team that had uh, Muggsy Bogues, uh Dell Curry. Right. Um or wait, maybe they, maybe L.J. was still with Charlotte and with morning. and I'm trying to think who their three uh, guy was. I remember Muggsy and uh, Del Curry, though, very well.
0: Seem to remember like a Johnny Newman either for the Knicks or for the Hornets. Oh, he, he, yeah. He played that both. Is. Remember that name. But isn't that amazing? that the Hornet franchise, even when they were in New Orleans with Carmelo Anthony, by the way, never won a seven-game uh, playoff series. So that continues on. So, again, the uh, the winner-take-all game to stay alive in the postseason is Washington and Indiana, and you're taking Washington. I'm saying keep an eye on the Pacers there uh, as the doggy on Three Dog the, Thursday, and you may already know that Pacers, result.
2: The Pacers are 7-0-1 against the spread in their last eight. I will uh, let yep. you know that.
0: All right, so keep an eye on that. And again, full disclosure here that we don't know the results of the Wednesday night games. We know Memphis is hosting San Antonio in the 9:10 game. That game is up first in the West for TV purposes. The late night game is the Lakers hosting Golden State, and the same scenario exists that if the Lakers win the game, the Lakers plug in as the 7 seed. Uh, to go and and play the Phoenix Suns. In fact, whoever wins that game, just so that we get this correctly, if Golden State wins the 7-8 game, they plug in as the 7 seed if they upset the Lakers. The Lakers would then stay at home and would play the winner of Memphis and San Antonio. Same scenario if the Lakers win the 7-8 game, Golden State is now at home against the winner of Memphis and San Antonio. Again, Brian and I don't know those results. You probably know those results if you're listening to this podcast, depending on when you're hearing it on Thursday. You certainly know it after Thursday. I would just say to you, kind of blindly here, what kind of chance does Golden State have to put the uh, the upset in L.A.? And don't we still like the Warriors with the way they were playing at the end of the year? If they get the home game with Memphis, which would be on Friday night, they just beat Memphis uh, in the regular season finale, I still like Golden State to find a way in here into the Western Conference playoffs. What are your thoughts, Brian?
2: Yeah, Golden State's won six in a row, both straight up and against the spread, uh, beat the Jazz, uh, beat the Grizzlies by double digits, uh, beat Phoenix uh, as well. And that's when Utah and Phoenix were still, I mean, obviously Donovan Mitchell wasn't playing for Utah, but Utah and Phoenix were still, you know, uh, they weren't like the resting guys the last couple of games. That was on May 10th and 11th that uh, Golden State took care of them. I will I will note, however, that all six of those games were at home. So, but they, they will be at home if they lose to the Lakers on Wednesday, and it'll also be a quite a long flight for the Memphis San Antonio winner, whether they got to go to L.A. or to the Bay Oakland San Fran area, uh, be a long trip regardless.
0: Okay, and again, in the scenarios, just so that we have this correct, the um, the Lakers would plug in with a win on Wednesday night to play Phoenix, best of seven as the two seed. If Golden State wins the game, they plug in to play Phoenix, and then the winner, obviously on Friday night, is playing the Utah Jazz. Another nugget, I did not uh, realize this or remember this, but the Utah Jazz have never had the best record in the regular season in the NBA And they finished with the best record in the 2020-2021 season, Uh, granted a little shorter than the typical 82-game schedule. But the Carl Malone, John Stockton years when they were in the West and when they had home court advantage uh, against the Bulls, they didn't didn't have the best record in the regular season in the NBA. That's remarkable. It's the first time ever for Utah, the best regular season record.
2: Yeah, and one of those. Series they did have home home I, th- I thought I, so
0: too, but as it turns well, out, somebody in, east, if, somebody in the I east, somebody in the east must if, have had a better record. Exactly. Yeah,
2: somebody in the east <coughs> must have. Yeah, I, I don't know what it have been Knicks, maybe I don't
0: know. I saw I saw the Jazz tweeting about it. I saw the NBA tweeting about it. It's the first time ever that they've had the best regular season record in all of the NBA, and we'll see how that translates into whom that they play, um, which is still to be determined. That will not be determined. Uh, until Friday you know what, night, maybe, who the team is? Yeah,
2: maybe the Rockets with uh, Pippen and Barkley and uh, Elijah one. Maybe they maybe they had the best record. Because remember Utah beat them on the buzzer beater by Stockton on the road. I don't know if that was Game Six. I don't. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good memory there on that, and that would have been the uh first time that they played the Bulls in the ninety seven playoffs. Stockton hit the game winner to beat Houston and then they went on to play the Bulls uh in that in that first series and I, I know the Bulls yeah, well yeah, because uh the the Bulls the second goal around won the uh, the title in Game 6 in Salt Lake, where clearly the Jazz did have home court advantage. But the, again, an Eastern team must have, must have been uh, as the top seed there on that. Uh, again, later on in the program, Brian's going to give us a thought on the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference team that he thinks could maybe pull an upset as like a 6, 7, or 8 seed in a best-of-seven series. Let me just ask you generally one more time. There's been a lot of fan uh interaction there's been on social media a lot of blowback about these play-in games do you think it has cheapened the end of the regular season and the start to the playoffs or do you think that it has helped which side of the fence do you come down on has it enhanced how things finished the last week or so and and this week with the built-in drama the manufactured drama or do you think it's hurt what do you think brian
2: I like it. I mean, Indiana is a team that really struggled with injuries down the stretch. I mean, Sabonis missed time, Jeremy Lamb, Miles Turner's been out, and there's still no timetable uh, for him. Miles Turner is one of the best shot blockers in the league uh, this year. And, uh, you know, they brogged it and been out for like 10 games. And so this provided a little safety net for them to have a chance. And they played great last night, and now they get another shot at the Wizards. who so They lost a couple of close games to – uh, down the stretch, so uh, I like it, and, uh, you know, it, 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 the Lakers, you know, had, uh, they had more injuries, um, obviously, they ended up with the seventh spot, but, I mean, what if they would have had, you know, you know, LeBron missed more time, et cetera, and they ended up with the nine, this gives them the safety net of still be having a chance to get in, so, um, you know, I, I like it, and, and we'll see, you know, like last night, uh, well, of course, Charlotte and Indiana were do or die. But, uh, you know, tonight it's Memphis, San Antonio, do or die. And then the winner against the, the loser of Golden State L.A. That'll be a do or die NCAA tournament-like feel. I think it's pretty sweet.
0: Well, we'll see how it all plays out uh, with this. Again, we don't know the Wednesday night Western Conference results. We do know this. The Lakers cannot be eliminated even if Golden State upsets them. And they won the three regular season meetings with uh, with Golden State. Um, and, and so we'll wait and see, do the Lakers have to play twice or not? To your point, Anthony Davis came back for both of the weekend games uh, that they had to win against Indiana and against New Orleans, and they won them both, and LeBron came back for the final game against New Orleans to make sure they won to make sure that they could have home court advantage. And we could go on and on for another 10 minutes about how diluted the the, 20, the 2000s, the twenty ten. The, uh, the 2021 NBA product is with all the resting and tanking of games and all the stuff down the stretch of the season. But uh, clearly LeBron and AD realized we want to play at home in this playoff game. In this play-in game. So they had to win the last two, which they did. But Portland still won their last two and found their way into the sixth seed. Now let's see what the Lakers look like against Golden State. Again, you may very well know that they wiped Golden State out. Was it closed? Did the Warriors upset them? At the minimum, L.A. stays at home, even if they lose, to play the winner of Memphis and uh, San Antonio in the uh, in the second of these play-in games that is coming on Friday night. And by the way, I am looking. I just looked it up while we were talking. The Utah Jazz had 62 wins uh, in the regular season. They were the NBA Midwest. Champions that year, but they did not have the best record in the NBA. I believe you were right. The Houston Rockets had the best record in the NBA that year, but the Jazz did have more wins than the Chicago Bulls for the home court advantage in the 98 playoffs. So that's remarkable for the 2021 Utah Jazz. All right, let's transition, Brian Edwards from Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com. You've been writing on the website on MajorWager.com. Never too soon to talk college football. The uh, the first weekend of games, and the odds are up. And even some uh, games of the year, if you will, some of the odds are up. Tell me more about what you've been writing on MajorWager.com here.
2: Yeah, so um, here's some lines for uh, Clemson in their opener uh, in Charlotte against Georgia. Clemson's minus three at FanDuel. Clemson's minus 17.5 at Pittsburgh. Clemson's minus 27 versus FSU and minus 21.5 at Louisville. Some Alabama lines uh, in week one. They play the Canes, uh, which Derek King, that Miami hopes, will be back and cleared by then. Uh, that game's in Atlanta. Alabama's minus 17.5. They come to the Swamp. Although Alabama's won seven in a row over Florida, only one of them's been in the swap, swamp. They're minus 15 in week three, um, September 18th at Florida. They're minus 13 at A&M. They're minus 24 at home to LSU. They're minus 18 and a half at Auburn, where they've lost two in a row on the plains and haven't won since 2015. And then um just looking at some week one, uh, some other games, we've got LSU opening out west at UCLA uh, as a three-point favorite. Uh, we also have uh, North Carolina, uh, and they are five-and-a-half-point uh, road favorites uh, at Virginia Tech in week one. Ole Miss plays Louisville in week one on a Monday night in Atlanta. Ole Miss is minus uh, seven for that game. And we also have a Sunday night game uh, in Tallahassee where Notre Dame is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite uh, at FSU. Mm. And you can check out uh, more of those uh, games of the year uh, at Major Wager uh, where I've uh, written an article about it. Uh, I'll also point out a couple of other ones. Uh, the Gators are plus one-and-a-half at LSU. They are a way-too-rich eight-point underdog versus Georgia for no reason uh, of any uh, intelligence. So uh,
0: there's a few. Yeah, I know. And you've gone down a bevy on the list here. The first thing I would say is you almost have to be, and I I know our friends at the Sports Gambling Podcast, they love the hashtag DGENs only for all the degenerates. You almost have to be a degenerate. If you're looking to gamble on games deep into September or October, in may when we don't know what the rosters are or what they look like i mean for example we know alabama should be good but my lord they lose uh mac jones the quarterback they lose Najee harris the running back first round of the nfl draft they use they lose uh the heisman winner Devonte smith the receiver who you and i both love jalen waddle the fantastic weapon who got hurt uh but still went in the first round they lose all their guys off their offense how do you know what the spreads are for these games in September and October when you have no idea when Alabama loses all of those skilled guys and the quarterback, the signal caller, how do you know what their offense is going to look like to be to be looking at those spreads? That's just my comment on that. Follow up, please.
2: Well, that's the beauty of it. So if you identify what you think is a horrible spread right now, uh, you bet, like, if you if you think that, you know, Florida – uh will look good in in week one and week two and you've got confidence in emory jones and you know that bryce young will be making his first career road start at florida and you think by the time that game rolls around that alabama is going to be more like a seven and a half to nine point favorite you can bet it plus 15 now and let's say you put five hundred dollars on it well then uh, the week of the game, if Alabama's minus eight, you can bet Alabama minus eight for $300. And then you've got a hedge between nine and 14, where you could win both, or eight and 15, where you could push on one and win the other. So that's, that's the beauty of games of the year. You can bet them now. And if you're right, you can end up maybe getting a seven-point hedge. Now, the flip side of it, is you could bet it now, and then your starting quarterback for whatever team you bet on goes down with an ACL tear in week yep. one, and then your line ends up being 10 points different. So the, the wrong way. So it's a risk, but it's a calculated risk that some like to take, and uh, they're available at FanDuel right now.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. Just another moment or two on this. And you you mentioned, I mean, that's going to be a picturesque setting that first weekend for LSU taking on UCLA at the Rose Bowl. And, of course, we got none of this, as you know, Brian, and for the audience, just a reminder, during the COVID-19 crazy college football season, we got none of the out-of-conference games for the SEC or the ACC or the Big Ten because the Big Ten didn't play until later in the year and they played conference only. So we missed all of these matchups at the beginning of the year, like you were rolling uh, down the list of Alabama playing uh, Miami, or uh, I'm trying to remember what else you were uh, saying, that Ole Miss plays Louisville uh, in Atlanta on that weekend and what Florida State and Notre Dame uh, could have played in the ACC but as it turns out they did but they're playing weekend number 1 but 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 an LSU UCLA game it didn't it, that type of game didn't happen last year so at least we get those back they can check out all the lines go to majorwager.com check into it and uh, and see what some of those are and you know what's going to happen with your Gators without Kyle Trask uh, being there what what will the Buckeyes look like without Justin Fields at, at the controls uh, on and on down the list with these different teams that have to replace a quarterback. How good will they be next year, uh, uh, this upcoming season in the fall, et cetera, et cetera. One final thought. Anything else uh, here on the uh, on the advice and some of the teams loading up on? I know you were very high a year ago all through the off season on Sam Howell in North Carolina. Are you still bully on uh, on him for this fall and for the North Carolina Tar Heels as well?
2: Uh, Let's check back in a couple weeks when I got my magazine, go through returning starters, et cetera. But while you did mention Ohio State, I'll throw out the four games of the year lines that were available for them. They are minus nine versus Oregon. They are minus 11 at Indiana. They are minus 11.5 versus Penn State. And they are minus 10 at Michigan
0: I mean, that's all on reputation, obviously, for the Buckeyes. And they've dominated Michigan. We know that. And they've dominated the Big Ten, by the way, too. They've, they've now won the Big Ten championship four years in a row, the Big Ten championship game. So let's... Michigan, uh, let's... Not,
2: getting, Michigan not getting much respect at all. Of these well, they
0: showed you. I mean, if, yeah. there's, if there's some things that we've known, and we, we not only know, but we've known, is Michigan under Harbaugh has been an overrated joke. I mean, this is, yeah. uh, we, we were talking about it building up to the draft. You look at how few players they're getting drafted, how they haven't won anything in the Big Ten. Uh, why would they get any respect from the odds makers right now on any of this when they've underachieved? They, they scrambled just to win a couple of games last year. What if they had to go to, like, eight overtimes to beat Rutgers? Rutgers? Rutgers, having to go to Michigan, having to go to all those overtimes to beat Rutgers just to win a game or two before they shut the season down. Why should they get any respect, Harbaugh and Michigan? It's, it's gonna go down, it looks like, if he has another bad season this year, as arguably the worst major program prolific coaching hire in the modern era of football, where everybody heralded Jim Harbaugh coming back to Michigan about how he was gonna be the savior, and they've won absolutely nothing. I mean, it looks that way, doesn't it, Brian?
2: Fair enough. No no disputing any of that here.
0: All right, again, read more at MajorWager.com about the future college football lines. Brian, stand by. Much more coming up from you in our final segment on the playoff series that are coming, the series that are beginning the best of sevens in the NBA and who he might like for an upset in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference as we rock along here. Straight ahead, we'll talk about the upcoming second golf major, the PGA Championship. The Boston Kappa will be here from the Sports Gambling Podcast Golf Gambling Show. That, as we roll along. But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet, bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports, and games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today, you'll receive a special offer for up to $500 risk-free on a sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. And download the app today. Again, that's WYNNBet.com. And we're also brought to you in part by Roman. Look, nobody's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So you feel like you've come up short in the bedroom sometimes. It's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are also options. You can go to GetRoman.com slash SGP and find out more about ED. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S.-licensed healthcare professional works with you, finds out the best treatment. If medication is appropriate, it will ship out to you for free with two-day shipping. You get started by simply going to GetRoman.com slash and get an online visit set up. Again, go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now. Get $15 off your first month. There's no straightforward way to take care of ED, but if you go to GetRoman.com slash SGP, you can get started now and save $15 off your first month of treatment with Roman. And we're brought to you in part by Underdog Fantasy. If you haven't played on Underdog Fantasy, you have to check out their fantasy best ball tournaments, which are some of the best around, including Best Ball Mania 2. That tournament going on right now with your shot at a million dollars. Plus, you can play a number of games involving parlay player props for MLB, the NBA, and more. And they have a special NBA playoffs best ball tournament coming up as well. Just go to underdogfantasy.com, use our promo code SGPN, and don't forget to enter the Best Ball Mania 2 tournament right now for your chance at a million dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is P.J. Reid. Indeed, we are back in, and we're going to get some insight momentarily on the second golf major of the year, the PGA Championship. We've been talking so much about the NBA, the whole play-in thing, the playoffs starting this weekend. Brian Edwards back with me in a little bit to talk about the series uh, that are going on in the Eastern and Western Conference and some underdogs that he might like. Our next guest, I love the insight from all different directions, and the Boston Kappa is here with me from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows. Uh, Christopher Clifford, or does he go by Chris or just Kappa? I'm not sure which, but he's hanging out to talk PGA Championship and a little more on Three Dog Thursday. Kappa!
1: What's up, man? Good evening. How are you? We're to uh, OT for the, uh, for the Bruins game. So, so we fine. should
0: give full disclosure. We're taping this on Wednesday night to launch on Three Dog Thursday on Thursday morning. And the Kappa is like, listen, i got to wait for the third period. i got to wait. i got to wait. And now the thing has gone to overtime. So no. we're getting our taping in in the intermission at the, at the end here. You probably already know, especially if you're listening to us later on Thursday, what's the result of the Capitals game with the Bruins. And that is how you say it, right, if you're from New England. It's the Bruins, right? Oh, the, B-R- bees. B- the Bees. The Bees. Or the Bruins, the B R O O N S, the Bruins, yeah, yeah. Um, as they are playing in their in their uh, playoff series. Uh, Kappa, my Lightning, I was mentioning this earlier. Two nothing lead on the Florida Panthers, the little brother like in the state uh, that really thought they were hot. You know what? Uh, when they won the two games at the end of the regular season to get home ice advantage, meant absolutely nothing as the Lightning beat them in the first two games. And you're probably not aware of this stat because we're belaboring it in the state of Florida that for my defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning Kappa, uh, they are on the verge of winning this playoff series. The Florida Panthers have not won a playoff series since 1996. Yeah, Hello. It was the first year they were okay. Right, right, right. Year, right? Yeah. So, so that is 0 and six, and about to be 0 and seven. In that same time, if the Lightning win this series, that's 19 series wins by the Lightning in that same time period, and two cups,
1: my friend. So yeah, the Bolts, listen, the Bolts are all over the Panthers. I, listen, I I, uh, I respect the Bolts, man. They're they're a solid team. I I bet them constantly. Um, <laughs> I actually I actually went down for uh, games three and four for uh, Bruins uh, cup run in eleven. Yeah, um, so I was I was down there and getting those uh, those thunder sticks slammed in my I face know, and uh, man it was it was a great experience though man that's a it's a good arena man and uh, everybody shits on Florida hockey fans but uh, like the Tampa Bay fans are legit man
0: we uh, we have the cup right now even though we got it in a pandemic uh, COVID uh, bubble in Edmonton Canada about as far away from Tampa Bay on the same continent as you can get to win the last one but at least you can have some fans and again the Lightning playing Thursday Saturday as we release three dog. Uh, Thursday here, so a little hockey talk, but I've got the Kappa here because you and Steve do a great job with the golf and the Daily Fantasy and the golf previews, and we've got the PGA Championship, the second golf major coming. You are all about the links, my friend, and I love that about you. How amped are you that we get a second uh, golf major right behind the Masters here with a May PGA Championship?
1: Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I- I'm uh, I'm not going to lie. It's nice to have you know, majors are this close, because golf, you know, we don't get to do all these like fun prop bets and stuff like that um, all the time. Most of the time, we're just grinding matchups, doing top 20s, top 10s. So, when you get majors, you know, everybody wants to throw a little money on it, and so you get to play silly stuff like, you know, top bulldog and, you know, make <laughs> eagles in the first round one. You get to do all types <laughs> of fun stuff, man. Like, all types of degenerate stuff. It's fun. It's
0: awesome. I, I love the kappa with all of this. And again, the disclaimer is, as we've released this on Thursday, you obviously can not take advantage of the betting advice to win the same way as if you got in before the Thursday opening round at Kiwa Island South Carolina So let's go back in time a little bit because on your preview show you and Steve were going over this it's it's there on the sports gambling podcast feed of shows. Uh, enlighten the audience here did you have a favorite you liked did Steve have a favorite he liked and at what price what did you have?
1: Yeah, so we both kind of got lucky. Uh, Hovland's got a lot of steam. Um, I would say probably like two or three months ago, we jumped on Hovland at forty to one. He's all the way down at twenty to one. So we kind of did it last night. Where okay, so if we were betting today. Who would we take? Um, and so, look, it just because this shows out on Thursday, there's live bets all week, right? So sure. hopefully maybe one of these guys gets off to maybe a little bit of a slow stat, um, and you can get him at a better number, right? So, like, I really like Webb. I think he's super sneaky. He's got a great um, track record at the majors. Um, you know, it's a long course, so people are going to stay away from him. Uh, as far as DFS, that's why his ownership's down. And, man, it's a good number. You can get him at 45 to 1. I got him at 40 to 1. I actually I bet him again today. Um, at 45 to one, um, so Steve likes – so Steve's going back and forth. So last night he really, really talked himself into JT. I'm pretty sure he bet him today. Uh, we both JT, like, if
0: I can interject, being yeah. Justin Thomas, and the Webb yeah. you mentioned was Webb Simpson. These are yes, prominent. Sorry. Again, for everybody that's not maybe necessarily a golfer, I speak the language that the Kappa is speaking here because I used yeah. to work on PGA Tour radio. And Justin Thomas is a former uh, PGA champion, multi-time winner on tour. He's got to be considered one of the favorites, and Steve really liked him
1: yeah and so really, it has to do with a lot of the his experience on this grass type right the pass ball right so it's it's not it's not a a tra- not, not a type of grass that these guys play on all the time, right and he's won three tournaments on this type of grass. The only thing that worries me about him um is the potter man It's so shaky, but like you know man look a potter a putter can all, all of a sudden turn on and ready to go. you know what I mean like all of a <laughs> sudden it's lights out He won TPC sawgrass with That's his correct. Putter.
0: And uh, and he's obviously been through some controversy, losing his sponsor over stuff that he said because he was on a hot yep. mic on a broad, And he's yep. overcome that, and he's won as you mentioned. Yep. And so now we'll see what Justin Thomas can do on the putter thing. I love the answer from Dustin Johnson, DJ. The the uh, multi-time oh, major hilarious. winner. Did you see that? Where they said, "I see, I see you're playing a new putter." He says, "Yeah, it's a TaylorMade." He says, "Which one?" And he says, "I don't really know." You gotta love, you gotta love that <laughs> yeah. about Dustin. All these guys that get so technical with all their equipment and their specs and their the the length of the shaft on their driver and the angle of, uh, of loft on their three wood and and which which frame uh, you know, putter am I using? And Dustin Johnson is like, "Just give me something from over there off the rack at Golfsmith, and I'll go win with
1: it." <laughs> Listen, I don't think he's playing with. All off the rack stuff, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he trusts his, uh, his custom fitters, right? I'm pretty sure he treats them right. So, uh, you know, Spieth obviously gaining a lot of steam. This could be the grand slam for him. Uh, he's been playing at, as well as anybody. And especially what the about Coast the player. putter
0: with Jordan Spieth? Is it going to hold up at Kiwa Island here in the PGA Championship, or will the putter be the undoing of Jordan Spieth? What do
1: you think, Boston Kappa? I think if anything, it will be the undoing. You know, he's been a lot better off the tee over the last like five, six tournaments. But if anything, it's going to be him off the tee, maybe getting into trouble with some of the native area stuff and not being able to punch out. Kind of like he did at the Masters when he got stuck behind. It was a whole nine. He got he turned he turned a par into a seven, and that's where he lost. Turned became third, and it was all because of that hole. Um, and, but it, with his, his scrambling, is going to be a premium here because the greens are so small. So they're going to miss a lot of uh, they're going to miss a lot of greens. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know who else you could trust more than than Spieth with that with chipping close and potting in off the thing. So I, I like Spieth a lot. Um, that's a short number though. So I know you guys uh, like the like the long shots. So Matt Jones uh, already winner on tour this year. Plays well in the wind. It looks like... Uh, Australian. Be, Australian, yeah. yep. Yep. And so he's played on this grass surface before. Um, and there wind players, man. Like, whatever it is about it, Like I, I feel like it's just like anything else, right? If you grow up playing in it, you're just used to it, you know how to adjust to it. Um, and he's already won this year on tour. Uh, the wind's going to be bad tomorrow afternoon, not so much in the morning. And then uh, and then Friday afternoon, it was like, could get real bad, like real bad before the cut. So um, I like guys who play well in the wind, and he's like 12,000 to one. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice. It's a nice right. number.
0: so look into Matt Jones, the Australian. As uh, Again, we talk a little golf, a little PGA Championship for a few more minutes here on Three Dog Thursday. The Boston Capper is here. Capper and Steve do a great job previewing all of the golf every week on the Sports Gambling Podcast, the network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, Rory McElroy, who, who won a couple of weeks ago in Charlotte, uh, not far uh, from where they're playing at Kiwa Island, South Carolina, the same Rory McElroy who destroyed this course. He, he had a different game going, he had a different swing going, everything, but he destroyed the PGA championship field at Kiwa a few years ago. How much merit do you put into the win a couple of weeks ago and the previous success at the same place for McElroy? What do you say?
1: So, I mean, listen, 2012 was a completely different golf course, right, because they played it in August versus May. Um, A storm came through, made it super soft. um, And, you know, I mean, I think he played like – I think he put like twenty something holes on Sunday that week, right? And so mm-hmm. it was really soft, good scoring conditions. Um, I just think it's going to play completely different. Um, listen, we we picked uh, we picked Rory outright to win uh, when he won two weeks ago, oh. o- only because the number was wrong, right? So um, if I see a, a golfer with that pedigree hanging at twenty nineteen to one in a field where you know uh, he should be a lot lower, I just bet the number just just based off the number. I don't know. It, it, the number's too short for me. Um, I typically don't like to take. Uh, I, I don't like. I don't like to take the favorite in in golf. I typically don't even like to go under twenty to one, just because there's so much variance in this sport. I mean, it's insane. I mean, it's not. It's not like when you're betting a football, you're betting against one team. You're going against 165, 163 sure. other golfers. There's so many variables to it. Um, look, I, I was happy with what he did, and he looked a lot better. But I don't think there's much correlation between 2012
0: and today. Love that. Few more moments here because the overtime is about to start for the Boston oh, Kappa. I got it, I got, I
1: got it up on
0: my phone. You got it up, but yeah, it's, not, it's not started yet. And uh, Chris Clifford is with me again from the Sports Gambling Podcast, Golf Gambling Podcast, that you hear on the feed. And again, they had their full preview of the PGA Championship, and they'll be doing much more with Daily Fantasy on their social media, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So will uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast on the website, um, et cetera. We, we talked about the win being a great equalizer. I'll tell you this story real quick. A friend yeah. of mine who's a good golfer... Uh, who's probably about a six handicap, something like that. He's much better than me. He That's played Kiwa two years ago around this time, May, June, in the win. And he said, bro, I was six over after like four holes. I lost two balls off the fairway that my playing partner and and both the caddies were looking for with me. We couldn't find them in the rough. He oh, goes, God. it was savage in the win to try to break 85 for him. So are you one of those that is going to be a fan of if it's a train wreck Friday afternoon in the wind like you're talking about or if it is if it is bad on Sunday in the final round and the scores are in the mid-70s? Are you fine with that?
1: I am. Uh, I am – Unless it's my guys who are getting destroyed, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but really, like, I, I kind of hope for that on a Sunday, right? Just because you can make those bets, like, uh, you know, uh, like I already put one day, it won't come from the final group. Um, and it gives you good live betting opportunities, right? Somebody who's four or five strokes back who goes off in the morning and it's nice, calm wind conditions, they can post the score and then watch the carnage in the afternoon. So it's really just about, like, the betting opportunity for me to watch it. Plus, it's always fun to see guys play like I do. This is
0: true. And and the wind can be a great equalizer. That's why we love the Open Championship, or what we call the British Open Championship, because the weather and the wind always seems to humble these guys. It does in some ways kind of become survival mode. We'll see if it's that uh, for this week. All right, plug away for yourself, for Steve, for the show, for everything to keep it locked in, social media, etc. Go.
1: Yeah, just follow me on uh Twitter, Boston underscore capper. I'm getting better at trying to get a little more active on that. Uh you can find us on the on the uh SGPN Slack channel. That's where we do a lot of talking, kicking around bets, first round leaders, stuff like that. Um obviously it's late for that now, but we got a we got a pretty good pretty good record on first round of leaders, which are uh, crazy dogs. You wanna talk about dogs? I mean we're hitting <laughs> you know plus 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 twelve thousand guys. You know wow. what I mean, and there's there's nothing better than sitting at your office uh, on a Thursday with golf up, sweating uh, a first round leader bet on a Thursday. You can't get that kind of juice uh, with any other sport on a Thursday. This is why we in love, the, morning, during the
0: morning. That's exactly. That's why we love the Capper. He's he's glued to the PGA Championship again. Follow him at Boston underscore Capper. Chris Clifford. Uh, and Steve do a great job on the sgPn golf gambling podcast all right back to the Bruins for you with the dreaded capitals uh, we'll yeah. see we'll see if my lightning and the Bruins make it into the final four that's the first place that they could that. play is into the final that, four be nice if that is the case for the Stanley Cup playoffs you've got the Seas, you've got the Celtics uh, in the NBA playoffs for right now we know that they're playing uh, the Brooklyn Nets coming up yeah. so you, you've got a lot here uh, right now to keep you I occupied Soxer
1: Sox, Sox are, Sox are in first place
0: Sox are in first place against my Champa Bay Rays, hanging in there right now in the East, so we got a lot to cover and see, but including the PGA Championship. Boston Capper, good luck with all the wagering this weekend. We encourage the fans to stay locked in with you and the show for the golf. Thank you for hanging with me on Three Dog Thursday. You did great. I appreciate
1: you. Thank you. I appreciate it, buddy.
0: We are back in one more time. Senior Handicapper MajorWager.com. Also, you get all of his picks and insight via Vegas Insider. He is Brian Edwards, Back on Three Dog Thursday and ready to talk some NBA underdogs uh, in a couple of moments. By the way, we didn't make mention when we had you in the opening segment. This is not a surprise. Again, we don't know, Brian and I, the results of the Wednesday night play-in games for the Western Conference between Memphis hosting San Antonio, the Lakers hosting Golden State. But, Brian, the ratings on TV for Turner for TNT uh, and their doubleheader coverage of the Eastern Conference playoff series – between the pay, not series, but the playing games, the Pacers win over the Hornets, and then the Celtics win in the late game over the Wizards. They were watched by more than two million people on Turner uh, on Turner Cable, and that does not ac- account for any streaming numbers um, through them or through any other NBA TV app, etc. That's the highest rating by more than sixty percent for any Turner regular season game this year. But, Brian, that's not surprising because these were essentially like elimination games for two of the teams. They were standalone national TV games that were elimination games. You would figure the stakes go up. The audience goes up, and I would expect it to be the same, if not greater, especially for the second doubleheader game that we don't know the result of, the Lakers and Golden State. It wouldn't surprise me if that has two and a half or three million watching that, because it's it's uh, essentially a win in your end game uh, for the um, for the winner of that game between the Lakers and Golden State. So the, the rating, that rating doesn't surprise me, and it's good it's good for the NBA that the manufactured drama drama had a better audience. Not surprising, though, that it did have a better audience, right?
2: Right. And Steph and LeBron, they'll probably double that tonight. And, you know, so many NBA fans or so many casual NBA fans really don't watch anything until the playoffs. And if I didn't bet, I probably wouldn't watch much NBA until the playoffs (laughs) either, but I bet.
0: I know you do. All right, so let's get into what you might like, Eastern Conference or Western Conference. Uh, again, interested in these best of sevens from the matchups that we know right now. We do know that Boston plugged in as the seven seed to play Brooklyn, that Miami is the sixth seed with Milwaukee. We don't know the result of the Thursday night game here on Three Dog Thursday of the, of the Wizards in Indiana. The winner of that will play Philadelphia. Out of the six and the seven, though, you, you actually like an Eastern Conference team here and why to maybe win the series as an upset.
2: Yeah, I like Miami, uh, to beat Milwaukee in, in round one. Uh, the Heat are 12 and four of us straight up and against the spread, uh, in their last 16 games. They, they went one and two against Milwaukee in the regular season, but Jimmy Butler did not play in any of those three games. And, uh, let's remember in the East semifinals last year, uh, Miami uh, raced out to a 3-0 series lead. Milwaukee uh, avoided broom treatment by winning in overtime, 118 to 115 in Game Four, but then Miami blew them out in Game Five to uh, to advance to the East Finals. So Miami has the confidence uh, against this team. I think the coaching advantage belongs with Spolstra uh, over Budenholzer. And, um, you know, I love Giannis as a player, but a lot of times in these playoff series, uh, you know, when you're just playing, you know, team over and over and over again, they can get away to defend you, and they force uh, Giannis to have to make perimeter jumpers. He was unable to do it in that series uh, last year, so I like Miami. It was plus 270 yesterday. I see it's down to 240 now and uh, they were plus six in game one yesterday, they're now plus five. But I like a little taste of Miami for the series, and I like them in game one on Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern.
0: Correct. All right, so there's just one thing I was thinking of when you were saying that. This is my take. I want your take. I don't know that we can really put any weight on what happened in Orlando in the bubble last year with no travel involved. Uh, Again, the teams that were playing in the playoffs had already been in the Orlando environment for like two or three weeks in the bubble. No travel whatsoever. I just don't put a lot of stock in anything that happened last year in that setting. I think it was a unique setting. I know you're making reference because you need a reference point to what happened in the playoffs last year. But I, I really believe... This is just kind of a wide-open start over because teams are going to have to travel, get on airplanes, hotels like they've been doing all year, uh, and go back and forth. And I think it will be totally different. I'm not saying that Miami isn't going to win the series. That's just my thought on that. You are really putting some stock in what happened in the bubble last year, good and bad, for all of the teams that played in the playoffs?
2: Um, well, just in terms of this head to head matchup, and, you know, if, if you want to talk about home court advantage in this particular matchup, I am not privy to how many fans Milwaukee is allowing, what percentage or whatever, but, uh, I'm pretty sure the Heat are having a ton of fans at their arena. So I think Miami's home court advantage in terms of just, they, Milwaukee has home court advantage in the series, obviously, but when Miami is at home, I think the fans could be a much bigger factor than they are at Milwaukee. So, um, But, yeah, I, I, I do put stock in what happened between uh, these teams. I thought Spolstra uh, took Budenholzer behind the woodshed from a coaching standpoint, <laughs> and, um, and I know Miami is uh, extremely confident uh, against Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, it will be interesting that at some of these settings there will be more fans than in others, uh, and, again, Uh, you know, that's another factor for the difference of last year. There were no fans basically until the very end when they let like friends and family come in the Orlando bubble and be there at the wide world of sports at the different arenas that they had. In this case, you might be playing in a setting like you mentioned in Atlanta or Miami, Uh, or in Texas where the arena is three-quarters full or completely full, and then you might be particularly in the Northeast or California when there's almost nobody there, 20%, 15% fans, whatever they're allowing. Them's the breaks right now on home court advantage. I I do know this. uh, For example, I I was watching um, the Denver, uh, the Colorado Avalanche hockey game the other night. They had a basically two-thirds full arena for their hockey game uh with st louis so i would suspect for that denver portland game and we're going to get to the western conference now with you too that that arena is going to be two-thirds full or three quarters full and they're going to be loud and berserk and portland's got to be ready to deal with that although you really like the blazers as we turn to the west as an underdog to maybe win that series against the nuggets right
2: yeah portland has gone into this playoff the last three or four years uh far from full strength dealing with injuries galore and right now They're good to go with the exception of Zach Collins. Uh, You know, they they didn't have Nurchick two years ago in the playoffs. Um, And and even Dame Dame got hurt in the playoffs last year. They've had a lot of guys hurt in the last few years. And and Portland – It has won 10 of its last 12 going 9-3 against the spread to make sure they weren't in the play-in tournament and that the Lakers uh, were in Denver's without Jamal Murray and Will Barton, another double-figure scorer. They're not sure when and if he's going to be back, and that's why you see uh, the series line as a pick even though Denver uh, has home-court advantage. And They've even got a couple other guys that are a little dinged up and have missed games down the stretch. I mean, I think everybody's, you know, going to be dressed out and ready, uh, except for uh, Jamal Murray and Will Barton. But uh, not all those guys are quite a hundred percent. Paul Millsap hasn't really been right. He's, you know, Father Time's kind of caught up with him uh, this year. So uh, I, I like Portland. I, I like what Norman Powell has given them uh, as a, you know, another scorer. Not not just uh, Dame and, and McCollum, and, but now you have Carmelo. Now you've got uh powell you've got covington um they've got they got some players I, I want i'm not i think portland has got some juice for this postseason and I, I don't really want to put a ceiling on them whatsoever especially with a superstar like damian lillard
0: a few more moments you're hearing the voice of Brian edwards one more time with me here vegas insider major love his insight on three dog thursday uh, and again, you can find much more as he tweets it out at Vegas B Edwards on Twitter, also on MajorWager.com uh, with all the information on all these games once the matchups are set. I'll make reference to it for like the 18th time on this podcast. We don't know the result of the Lakers and Golden State, but if the Lakers win the game and punch their ticket with Golden State Wednesday night and get into that series with Phoenix without much stress... There are a lot of people looking at that as the seven against the two and saying the Lakers, even without home court, would probably be the favorite to maybe go ahead and win that series. What do you think of that matchup, that hypothetical matchup? Again, if Golden State wins the game, the Lakers would be, the uh, at best, the eight seed playing Utah. But if the Lakers win the game, they're automatically punched in to play Phoenix. Would you like them in that best of seven as the seven seed against the Phoenix Suns?
2: Uh, my distaste for the Lakers going back four decades prohibits me from betting on them in a series <laughs> uh, in the postseason period. In the story, I will not bet a series price on them. Now, I I will, you know, if my brain is telling me the Lakers are going to be a winner, I, I I will I will not preclude myself from making a one game bet. I would never ever ever bet the Lakers in a series. I never will, and I never have, and I won't again. I, I love I it.
0: I love it. I'm somebody that grew up rooting for the Celtics for the longest time with Larry Bird and it was like ingrained in you that you would root for the communist Russians or the communist Chinese before you would root, root for the Lakers uh, for Magic and Kareem and and uh, Pat Riley, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with this play-in game that we don't know the result of, and one of the two, the Lakers or Golden State, is having to play as the loser of that game on Friday night against either Memphis or San Antonio, likely Memphis in that setting. And again, if it is Memphis getting another crack at uh, at Golden State, they were making a great comeback in that Sunday finale Um, before Dylan Brooks fouled out of the game, late in the game. I was watching that game on Sunday. They had gotten the game tied on a great scoring run with about five minutes left. Golden State went on to win the game, and that ensured Golden State to get into the 7-8 game with, uh, with the Lakers. Now if the Golden State Warriors lose... They play on Friday night against likely Memphis in a rematch in the same sitting in, setting in San Francisco. We'll see if that's the case. All right, before we get out of here on Three Dog Thursday, you also, we, we, we strive to give underdogs all over the place. You also have a potential underdog that you're looking at for the UFC fights this weekend. This is not a pay-per-view, but you have a UFC underdog for me, Brian Edwards, before we're gone?
2: Yeah, Cody, no love Garbrandt, the former Bantamweight champion Lost his belt uh, with, and then the with uh, uh, T.J. Dillashaw, and then he lost the rematch. And then Dillashaw's next fight, he popped dirty, and Garbrandt had kind of been accusing him of steroids the whole time. Uh, and then Garbrandt lost another fight, so he was on an zero and three slide. Although we, we, you know, we conventional wisdom says Dillashaw might have been on the juice when he beat him twice. Well, he got back on, on the winning in the win column his last fight out with a beautiful second round uh, KO uh, over Hoppy Al, a Sunsal, and he is a short uh, even money underdog against Rob Font in the main event Saturday night. And I like my guy Cody Lo- No Love Garbrandt as an even money underdog. I think he takes care of business and jumps back into the top five in the uh, Bantam Wake picture, and, and hopefully, gonna have a, a chance to get his belt back uh, maybe by early 22.
0: All right, so look for that in the UFC. Look for all of Brian's plays, whether it's here on Three Dog Thursday when we release the podcast or if you're listening later in the weekend, Friday, Saturday, for the NBA games, the individual plays that he likes, possible underdogs, et cetera. Uh, Tell them how they find all of your information again because we love plugging this, including your picks uh, as well that you have up there. Go ahead, Brian.
2: I'm on Twitter at VegasBEdwards. Uh, again, the college football content with the games of the year is up on MajorWager.com. You can get all my picks in the NBA playoffs, my NBA playoffs package, et cetera, on um, VegasInsider.com. And I'll be tweeting, you know, in-game uh, uh, bet recommendations throughout the NBA uh, playoffs. And I'll go out on this. I'm guaranteeing victory for my Hawks over the Knicks for the series.
0: That's it. All right, so interesting uh, that, that you know the Eastern Conference, the uh, the New York Knicks. I don't think have hosted uh, a, a home playoff series with a home court advantage uh, maybe since George W. Bush was the president. It has been it has been a while in long New top. York. Been a long time. We'll Van see how Gundy's that goes.
2: The head coach, right? Probably Van Yeah, head coach. Might, it
0: might very well have been. Jeff Van Gundy uh, in that instance. All right, so anyway, the NBA playoffs ongoing with the play-in games and the best-of-seven series. Keep an eye on all of that. Brian, I always love your insight. Thank you. Good luck. And we'll be talking to you some more next week because we'll be deep into those playoff series uh, as they're ongoing in the NBA. Thank you for the time here on Three Dog Thursday, my friend. Good luck with all your stuff. Thanks, brother. And that will do it. My thanks also to the Boston Kappa, Chris Clifford, talking some golf with me from the SGPN Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of shows. The PGA Championship already underway, depending on when you're hearing this, on Thursday of Three Dog Thursday or as the weekend goes on. Let's see what happens with the wind and those conditions. And we've got Stanley Cup playoffs going on. Go Lightning, Champa Bay, uh, along with the NBA playoffs and much more. Subscribe again to this show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe away here to Three Dog Thursday. It comes automatically to you. For now, we are done. Enjoy everything that's going to go on this weekend. We're back next week to wrap up the month of May on Three Dog Thursday. Bye.